0: The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus,
1: the show designed with our community in mind where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Alright, good afternoon or I should say, it is afternoon? It's noon o'clock. Dave Coleman here in the house, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525- 5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And certainly don't forget about the podcast, okay? Just go out to your favorite podcast platform and check us out. And I, I don't say it enough, but those of you who don't can't catch the show uh, while you're at work, or maybe you want to do it on your phone, you might be out to lunch, download the app. Android or Google if you you can go out to your, your your store or just go to joinetradio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and it'll hey it'll give you the app right there okay A lot of stuff to talk about today we're gonna, we're gonna try to talk about these Fox News <laughs> Oh man can you say 1.6 billion? You know, we might have to push it to the next show. I'm going to be totally honest with you, all right? Because we got a great guest, and unfortunately, I hate to have a guest on like this, but her story needs to be told. And what would happen if you found out that your daughter, her, her picture had been sent to a stranger by her classmates? But not only did they send her picture to uh, a stranger in another state, but they put a racist derogatory comment underneath the picture. And it seems that the authorities and the powers that be don't think it's a big deal. We're gonna talk to the mother of uh, uh, of that child, 13 years old, who is distraught you're going to hear her talk a little bit about what they're going through, what they've been through with the school board, how her daughter is reacting to strangers just in, in, in grocery stores. This is horrific. And it doesn't make any sense to me how the people in power in Bryant, in the school district, the police department, don't think this is a big deal. I'm going to give you the phone numbers to those three entities, the school, the school board, and the Bryant Police Department, and I'm hoping you're going to call them. We're going to give you all that information before the show is out, and we're going to also ask the serious question, and uh, and, and I'm going to ask the parent, why Bryant? Because we hear a lot of complaints from black parents about Bryant High School, about the Bryant School District. I hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of anecdotal comments. So we're going to get into all of that today, and then certainly later on in the show, we're going to talk about Fox News. Can you say $1.6 billion? I don't mean to laugh at them, but yeah, I'm laughing at them. Okay? Yeah, I'm laughing at them. All right? So anyway, so before we do anything, of course, you know, we got to do Black Facts. So let's go ahead and do some Black Facts.
2: Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people.
3: We'll look at the
4: works of W.E.B. Du Bois, author of The Souls of Black
5: Folk. The Negro is a sort of seventh son, Born with a veil and gifted with second sight in this American world, it is a peculiar sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others. To me one of the interesting things about Du Bois is that he constantly attended to complexities and nuances.
3: Our guest is Lucius Outlaw.
5: I'm a graduate of Fisk University, so my encounter with Du Bois was pretty profound. And the lead-off epigraph for my dissertation is really from the Souls of Black Folk, and it is that segment that speaks about, you know, double consciousness. So you had quite an impact on me.
4: The legacy of W.E.B. Du Bois, coming up on Philosophy Talk,
3: after the news...
4: Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Everything except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you, as always, from the studios of 91.7 KALW Local Innovative Public Radio for San Francisco.
3: So, Ken, today we're talking about W.E.B. Du Bois, a great man. He was born just after the Civil War in 1868 and uh, died just before Martin Luther King's great speech in 1963. When I think about Du Bois, I've read... uh, several of his books and studied him over the years, but when I was growing up in Lincoln, Nebraska, a a town named after the great emancipator, a town a good 80 miles north of the Mason-Dixon line, a town that was legally integrated, unlike the towns down in Kansas at that time, we never heard of Du Bois. We heard about George Washington Carver and the peanut, we heard about uh, Booker T. Washington and Up From Slavery, but I don't think I heard the name Du Bois mentioned until I was in college.
4: Well, that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe that was because in Lincoln, I mean, Du Bois was a intense analyst and social critic of the situation of black people in America. Maybe they just couldn't stomach his message in Lincoln. Maybe they just didn't want to. Maybe they preferred that accommodationist message of, of uh, Booker T. Washington, but I do have to say that. You know, Du Bois really was a highly consequential intellectual. And he did it mostly through his writings. But, and, you know, and he kind of was a founding... For- Generations of black thinkers and writers were deeply influenced by Du Bois, and they keep returning to him. But I do have to say that philosophy, our discipline, for a long time didn't pay much attention to Du Bois. That's partly because the things he was really deeply gripped about, race, culture, identity, philosophers in the 20th century, except for like the pragmatists and some people now, weren't paying much attention to that stuff. And then when we started paying attention to that, we said, wow, Look at this. These writings of Du Bois,
3: but I think philosophically, Du Bois is an important figure, even apart from his effect on the Black consciousness and the Harlem Renaissance and all all those great things. Uh, he was kind of a figure that fits between Emerson and the Transcendentalists, where I think uh, he got the seeds of his concept of double consciousness, and. American pragmatists like uh, Mead, who who developed this kind of the the I versus the me, or or even an existentialist like Sartre, who who has this. So tell me more about double consciousness. Well, double consciousness is we all have this consciousness of who we are that just comes from being human. We're the person who sees the things we see and does the things we do, and we have a, a memories of what we've done, and we have some sense of who we are that way. But in addition. Living in a in a world like we do, we have other people that talk about us and develop concepts of who we are based on information, misinformation, and those feed back into us. We have to deal with both of those concepts and if we can't make them fit and I think Du Bois is saying that any African American is going to have a lot of trouble making them fit. Then we've got this double consciousness.
4: It's going to be particularly striking for African-American consciousness, right? Because on the one hand, especially the times Du Bois was writing, the african American is despised to other, right, by this power, powerful group of whites. And then he's got to conceive of himself. Am I American? Am I Negro? Am I of this or not of this? To help us think about that more, Polly Stryker, our roving philosophical reporter, went out and talked to some folks about the concept of double consciousness. She files this report.
6: W.E.B. Du Bois is a name I associate with the Harlem Renaissance and the rise of the black intellectual at the turn of the 20th century. He was the first African American to get a PhD from Harvard and was a founding member of the NAACP. But in light of civil rights leaders like Dr. King and Malcolm X, how relevant is he? I decided to dive into Du Bois' famous work, The Souls of Black Folk. In it, he wondered how blacks living as second-class citizens could ever really know themselves.
7: It's a peculiar sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others. One ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideals in one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder.
6: That's Michelle Elam, Associate Professor of English at Stanford. I asked what Du Bois was trying to tell America in 1903
7: when he wrote The Souls of Black Folk. African Americans, as uh, he was representing them, were interested in integration, but not assimilation. That passage we read a little bit in Souls of Black Folk talks about that he doesn't want to bleach his Negro soul in a flood of white Americanism, but he also feels that white America has much to teach African Americans and Africa in general. And he's very interested in advancing the sense that The learning goes both ways. One of the things that's fascinating about The Souls of Black Folk is it's really got two audiences. It's certainly writing for his peers, but it also is explicitly geared towards whites, trying to reveal the world behind the veil, trying to give white people an appreciation of what it is like to experience blackness in the country.
6: Du Bois saw higher education as the way up, says Stanford philosophy professor Lanier Anderson.
8: Du Bois thought the social problems faced by whites and blacks in the american south are incredibly complex and that without genuinely broad-minded people on both sides the grave injustice of the social situation that those people found themselves in was destined to lead to disaster.
6: Anderson says Du Bois was philosophical about the color line.
8: When Du Bois says at the beginning of Souls of Black Folk that the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line, He means that not only as a sociologist, he also means to point out that the problem of the color line as it existed interior to the the psychological and moral lives of African-American people themselves, they faced in much starker terms a fundamental human problem that we all face about the way that we should reconcile our own individual self-conception with a conception of ourselves that's driven by the society around us.
4: The NAACP
1: said of him in 1934 in an official resolution, uh, he created what never existed before, a Negro intelligentsia.
6: Stanford professor of English Arnold Rampersad.
1: To enter into the intellectual world of black America and race is to enter into a world that is really dominated by Du Bois. There is
4: something in Du Bois for almost um, every aspect of the American
1: condition, where the American condition impinges on the question of race. And America is race. I mean, it's, it's a racial conundrum. It was in 1900. It still is today.
6: For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. Listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic
2: black facts, our culture, our history, our people. I'm radio.com
1: And don't forget if you want to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. Uh hook you up with a nice advertising package for sure. A lot of stuff to talk about today, of course, coming up at the, near the bottom of the hour in this next segment. Uh, We're going to go down to Bryant, Arkansas, and talk to the mother, talk to Candace uh, Thompson. She is the mother of a young lady who was bullied and had her picture sent to a stranger in another state, and it seems that the people in Bryant don't really care. (laughs) Of course they don't. The little girl is a black girl. Let's be real. Let's keep it real here, okay? We know what that's all about. No ifs, ands, or buts. 855-525-5683 Or about it. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Uh, before we do that, I do want to cover this story. Since we're fresh off the Super Bowl, uh, people are excited. Your favorite team may have won, certainly, all the, the the pomp and circumstance that comes along with the Super Bowl. But let me ask you a question real fast before we go to break. Are you celebrating at the behest of someone else's misery? Let me read a story to you. This is a new report. Researchers at Boston University on Monday reported finding CTE in 345 of 376 former NFL players they have studied so far. The school CTE center said the 91.7% occurrence rate of CTE in ex NFL players is a sharp contrast with the extremely low population rate of chronic traumatic encephalopathy in the general public. A 2018 study of brains donated to the Framingham Heart Study detected CTE in only one of 164 samples. The sole case belonged to a former college football player. BU scientists say repetitive have impacts are believed to be the top risk factor for CTE, which is a degenerative brain disease. The researchers cautioned that there are are selection biases in the brain bank used for study and people shouldn't assume that nearly 90% of all of form NFL players have CTE. While the most tragic outcome in individuals with CTA graph headlines, we want to remind people at risk for CTE that those experiences are in the minority. According to Dr. Ann McKee in a statement, your symptoms, whether or not they are related to CTE, likely can be treated, and you should seek medical care. Our clinical team has had success treating former football players with midlife mental health and other symptoms. A CTE diagnosis can only be confirmed after death. So those, so, so I was going to get to that, but since they say I knew it was in the article, so those 376 brains that they that they tested, they were, those people were dead. So in all likelihood, they didn't even know they had CTE. Okay. Oh man, this is crazy. The center noted that two players diagnosed with CTA in the past year: former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Rick Arrington and former Kansas City Chiefs defensive tackle. Ed Lothamer once played for the teams appearing in Super Bowl 52 on Sunday. Hello. The NFL made changes to its concussion protocol last fall after it was criticized for the way it handled Miami quarterback's Tua Tagalavoa injury. Last July, BU doctors posthumously diagnosed the late NFL receiver, Damaris Thomas, with CTE. His parents said he had suffered from erratic behavior and paranoia in his final years. So why am I bringing that up? And you all, if you've listened to this show, you know that I tell you that I would not let my child play football if I were you. The little part that you missed is that when they did the blind study of just regular people who had CTE, they they had they identified one person. <laughs> that one person they identified. It, let me go back and read it because y'all see sometimes y'all miss stuff. Let me see, here it is: a 2018 study of brains donated to the Framingham Heart Study detected CTA in only one of 164 samples. Now this is just regular people donating their brains. Not, not, not NFL players. These are just regular people. So out of 164 samples, only one person had CTE. And guess what? He was a former college football player. So what I would love for them to do is expand this study now, if they could, find out how many people play college football, and if they're donating their brains, how many of them had CTE? Because see, what I've been telling you all for the longest, CTE occurs, well, let me just read it to you, all right? BU scientist says repetitive head impacts are believed to be the top risk factor for CTE. So if you're, having, if you're having repetitive head impacts, that doesn't start in the pros. I've been telling y'all, this starts back when you got your little six and 17, seven year old kid out there playing football. Why would you let your kid play this game? I know we love it. I know we glorify these guys, but at the end of the day, this is a joke. So we are making, well, I shouldn't say we. There are people who are making millions of dollars off the heads of NFL players. And I'm not just talking about the owners. I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking about the gaming industry. I'm talking about the jersey industry, the shoe industry. Some of you all who are gaming and betting on these games. And these people are literally dying so you all could have some fun. (laughs) Mama, if your baby has to be an athlete, put him in baseball. Put him in hockey. Put him in basketball. But whatever you do, you need to stop letting this boy play football. It is, you're, you're sentencing your child to a death sentence. There's no, there's no way for me to prove it. But I would tell you that when I went through my depression, I would not doubt that it had something to do with CTE. No, I didn't play pro. I played college. And you know, it doesn't matter what level you played on because repetitive head uh, uh, hits are repetitive head hits, regardless of where you play. Please, let's start looking at this. Let's not continue to change or close a, an eye to this. Because think about how many of these young brothers come home from college and they can't get it together. There's a lot of young brothers who go to college, get degrees, play football, and they come home and they're just not the same. They, they can't get it together. And we used to laugh and say, oh, well, he's had too many hits on the head. That's what his, pro- That's what his problem is. That's not a joke anymore we in the black community because 70% of the people who play football are black. Are we not concerned about their lives? Are we so drunk with, with 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 football that that we are not concerned about these boys and these men are literally putting their futures on the line so that they can entertain you and I know what some of you all are somewhere well, you know they they make they did it themselves they're making their own money. Yeah, they are Mm. I'm just saying I'm just saying All right, we need to take a break When we come back, we've got Miss Candace Thompson on the line We're going to talk about what this this thing is going on in Bryant Okay, so y'all stick and stay Don't go away We're going to take a break It's called Black Focus Radio Our issues, our solutions Our voices on joinetradio.com joinetradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com Call me, Dynamic Dave at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683
2: I'll talk to you soon Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 go ins She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS.
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi,
9: this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
5: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com.
1: All right, right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Uh, On the lines with us right now, we've got a distraught mother and, well, the father's not on, but he's certainly distraught as well about an incident that took place Uh, a couple of weeks ago at Bryan High School or Junior High and uh, the mother is not getting any resolution and as far as the officials are concerned they've closed the case just imagine if your daughter your young daughter 13 years of age barely barely into puberty and someone sends a picture to a stranger in another state and it has a racist sexual caption to it. How would you feel? We're going to find out from Ms. Candace Thompson right now. Hello, Ms. Thompson. How are you doing? Well, uh, it is good to have you, Ms. Thompson, uh, on the show today. And so let's start from the beginning. Um, apparently, there was a bullying incident. Uh, that that was you know, that your daughter was involved in uh, and let's let's be clear that your daughter is is black and yes. the people who were perpetrating the bullying incident were
0: white so let's pick uh, a, a couple of them uh, one of them was uh, one of them was white uh, one was asian and the other two were hispanic
1: well that's interesting It's, well, I have all kinds of, uh, it's amazing how other ethnic groups quickly take on white supremacist mentality, but we will get into that later
0: on. But okay, so tell us, tell us what happened. So on January the 26th, uh, 2023, of course, my daughter called from school. Saying, I need you to get to school I need you to get here get here now and I was like what's going on let's take a deep breath she's like mom get here now she was like somebody has taken my picture and sent it to uh someone and, and so now everybody's playing crazy and they've deleted it out their phones but someone posted it on snapchat and showed it to me get to the school I said, your picture been sent out what what do you mean and she was like I don't know just get here so I get to the school and of course everybody's looking frantic and I go into the assistant principal's office, and I was like, hey, what, what's going on? I get a call from my daughter saying that, you know, her picture was sent out. The assistant principal says, we are investigating. We have been now for about an hour or so. And uh, we rewind the cameras back, and we saw a group of students passing around a cell phone. And we're looking into that, and we've spoken with a few of the cheer team to see what was going on. And if you give me till tomorrow, which will be Friday, January 27th, to do some investigation, I will, um, I'll let you know then. So I was like, wait, but you're telling me her picture has been sent out and you guys are going to wait till tomorrow to see. T- I mean, but well, we don't really know who, it, if her picture was sent out, we, we're we investigating it, Ms. Thompson. Let us investigate it. So I gave them till the next day, checked in on Friday morning to just see if they, you know, were still going to keep. On top of this, as they said they would on the twenty sixth, the assistant principal reassured me that she would, and so the whole day went by. They get out of school a little bit after three. The whole day went by, and I had sent her a message at three seventeen. This school is now out three seventeen pm. I sent her an email to say, not I sent her an email to say, you know, I'm I'm a parent, and I'm I have major safety uh, concerns about what has happened to these girls, Miss Thompson. Well. Yeah.
1: Let me let me stop you for a moment because sure. let's tell the listeners what the picture uh what it had what, what what was involved with the picture? What did it say? Because I think that's important. Well done. This picture was about the this. Picture. This picture was of your daughter. By the way, your daughter oh, is daughter. A, your daughter is a is a uh in junior high. What what grade is she in?
0: She's a thirteen year old girl in the eighth grade. In eighth grade. Okay. And the school and the school originally said it was four African American girls' pictures sent out to this person. I didn't find out until a week later that it was only my daughter, the African American young lady involved, the only one. And under her picture, after these girls sent her picture, they attached the verbiage, come and get some of this black girl's pussy. That is exactly what it said.
1: Okay, so and they sent this picture to whom?
0: They the school says that it was to a boy that one of the girls was texting that she had just met. She had just met him online. And they were hunting him. They were hunting him.
1: So she had just met this this young man online.
0: She had just met this young man on Snapchat, and they exchanged okay. phone numbers. And, she and was, actually, that, but when I found out on Tuesday, I mean on Thursday, the twenty sixth, it actually had took place on January the twenty fourth, which was that Tuesday. So he had, yeah, had my daughter's picture, and completely where she goes to school, her face, her whole body. She was dressed, but it still had the verbiage attached to it. She had actually sent that picture on the twenty fourth of January, but I didn't find out until the twenty sixth because one of the girls decided to take a Snapchat and post it. Take a picture and snap it on Snapchat.
1: So the the perpetrator sent the picture. Did she send it via text, or did she send yes. it via a um, a social media account?
0: She sent it. She sent it via text. They sent it via text, and then one of them decided to. She thought it was funny, so she decided to take a screenshot of the text and then post it with the same verbiage on her Snapchat account. And it spread it around the school and that's how my daughter found it.
1: Okay. Um I'm yeah. I'm trying to do yeah. some investigative work while I'm listening to you. I'm a computer technician, so uh, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to
0: They wouldn't give me anything other than what the young lady supposedly told them, and that was that his name was Colton and he was from Louisiana in the eighth grade. And that was it. That's all they gave me. They couldn't they wouldn't give me her number, they wouldn't uh, the, the school resource officer said that there was no crime broke uh, broken, no laws broken. So he didn't see the need to see who Colton was because nothing was wrong. Girls can be girls and that they didn't see anything wrong. So did they reach out to this guess, Colton kid? So initially. No, <laughs> no, they did not. Or did,
1: I My husband, say, did they reach out to his parents? Pardon me? I should say, did they reach out to his parents?
0: They didn't reach out to anybody until my wow. husband, who's an officer for the for the police department. He talked to the SRO and was like, hey, you didn't do a report on this? Then that's when they was like, oh, okay, well, when we picked up the report, the police report, he still didn't mention anything that they had called and spoke with anybody. Then his captain or his lieutenant Days later, like a whole week later, seven days passed by, they decided then that they were they had the captain to call the number, and someone answered the phone, and they asked to speak to his parents, and supposedly his parents verified that he was in eighth grade, and he went to some school in Louisiana, and they called the high school to verify, now this is what the, the captain said days later after the investigation was closed. Now, it wasn't in the report, so it wasn't in black and white, which means probably never
1: was done okay so that's interesting and the reason i'm asking this question is because in this day and time people people perpetrate who they are all the time on on social media colton could be a a 25 year old man (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i'm not trying to You know scary or anything But I find it Oh oh, you're
0: not telling me Yeah you're not telling me nothing I ain't told the school I told them I said Colton could be the school janitor Colton could be out in the In the uh, car rider line He could be at her bus stop Well I mean I'm not understanding
1: But see it it, it can't even be Colton Because It now because it was shared on Snapchat Exactly It it could be anyone At this Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. You know so Mm -hmm. I'm a little confused about how they think this is just a girls will be girls type incident as opposed to not taking this further. Can, can you give us an idea of, you were talking earlier before I interrupt you about what the school was trying to do, whatever came of that?
0: Uh, the school gave them a cell phone infraction, uh, disciplinary action, which was three days of OSS, out of school suspension. Um, just for improper, inappropriate, impro- what is inappropriate use of their cell phones during school time. That's that's what the school did. Um, huh? I asked them because they kicked them off the cheer team. I had a list of things that were I was simple that I wanted, but they couldn't meet those requests. They said that they couldn't speak with me about disciplinary actions that they take for other students. Um, only about my own child, and that was all the school did.
1: So, in other words, they didn't do any disciplinary action at all.
0: Not Not in our eyes, you know the three days of o s s that was it, and they and the girls that did eventually we didn't physically get an investigation report, even though we asked for it, we didn't get that from the school, um, but the girls did get kicked off the team, um but no one physically told us we just know that they're off the team because my daughter is still on the team, so she knows that they're they're not in the class anymore, so but that's all that they would tell us they said they'd done all they could do, and that their hands were tied.
1: Now that's from the school, right? That's from the school. And the police decided that they weren't going to investigate Colton any further, or Correct. the issue of Colton.
0: Correct, because they said that it was no no harm to be no laws were broken, no harm, no foul. You know, it wasn't malicious, and they just don't believe that those girls had it in their heart to to uh, to try to hurt my daughter in that way.
1: Had your daughter had any incidents? Prior to this, with these young never, women, never. Never. Wow. Okay.
4: They're on
0: the same. They're on the same cheer squad. My uh, my daughter is a straight A student. She's the captain of the team. Um, there's only six African American girls out of the 16 girls that's on the team. Um, she was she was blown away to just think that these girls were her teammates, her cheermates. She thought that they were friends. She thought that they had developed relationships and and that they were going to you know, graduate from high school together and be friends for forever. She never thought in a million years that they would just snap her picture in gym class during class time and send this picture uh, with this language attached to it.
1: So the police didn't confiscate their phones to see if this was – because it's odd to me that you would just automatically do this. If one of the young women was flirting with this, quote, unquote, colton guy what would possess her to say oh i'm gonna snap a picture of your daughter and send her what was uh, that's why i don't understand why the police didn't investigate this further
0: so allegedly the school says now this is a school thing um i'm confused by this answer that i'm about to give you but what the school says is that the young lady started she met the boy and started having a conversation with the young man She came to school and told her other friends, cheermates on the team about him. And they said, how do you know that this is him? So they were in gym class. And so they decided to take her phone and snap other pictures of other cheerleaders in the gym and just started sending him random pictures. However, Uh, wait, Mm
1: -hmm. wait, wait a minute. How is it the police didn't see how malicious that was? So I, 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 they yeah. were concerned that maybe this guy was 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 not who he said he was. Mm-hmm. So they decided uh, according to the school mm-hmm. So the young women decided that oh I'm not going to send my picture. I'm going to send someone else's picture and more importantly, mm-hmm. I'm going to add a lurid comment at the mm-hmm. bottom of it as well. Mm-hmm. And they said mm-hmm. that wasn't malicious
0: they said it wasn't malicious and in and, and, and the other pictures that they did send um a couple of the pictures was of their selves, but they put things like nice things like can you tell who you're talking to now the young lady had already sent her picture to him but he knew what she looked like and so they, they put other things under their pictures like really nice sweet things you know mally faces tongue stuck out fingers you know the little peace sign all of you know different nice things up under their pictures they made one um inappropriate a comment under one girl's picture they was like, You see, I'm disabled, will you be able to help me get out of the wheelchair? Again, the school didn't find it to be malicious. I mean, like we're so we're making fun of people with disabilities and we're making fun of um African American girls by that's not only sexual harassment, that's not that's bullying, that's ridicule, that's that's a whole list of things that I explained to the school, my husband and I and they they disagreed. They just said that they don't feel um, that those girls meant any harm.
1: Wow, I- I'm blown away. So uh, ha- did you or have you attempted to talk to their parents?
0: Um, I had I had not reached out to anybody's parent uh, because I felt as though parents should be reaching out to me. We're on the same well, cheer team. Well, that's true. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, yeah. yes. And so uh, days later, on February the 1st, my daughter received a text from one of the perpetrators' um, phone number, and it was her mom who worked for the school district. She's a teacher, and her she takes my daughter's phone and said, "Hey, sorry to bother you. Um, I was wondering if I if I could talk to your mom. This is the only way I knew how to reach her. Again, this is such and such and such, and I'm sorry for bothering you, but could you please have her to call me at this number if you don't mind? Sorry."
1: Wow, that's that's really amazing to me. So I-
0: your 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 daughter. Has insulted, humiliated, embarrassed, uh, solicited, and a whole lot of more things. My daughter, you have the audacity to text from your daughter's phone to my daughter's phone and said you're sorry to bother a whole almost almost a whole week later. It was February the first when she when she texted that. And so when I met with the superintendent, that's when I learned that the superintendent of the district was the one who told her to do that.
1: Wow, that's uh, uh. So my next yeah. question was: is, so only one of the parents have attempted to reach out to you out of the four girls who participated. Only, in this? only
0: one, only one tried. Only one.
1: I mean, I'd love to hear what how they would feel if their daughter's picture had been sent with that derogatory comment to a strange person. Correct. I'd I'd Correct. love to hear that. I mean. <laughs> A 13-year-old girl? Wow. Okay. Uh, so the next step, you mentioned the superintendent. I'm a, yeah. uh, Obviously, you spoke with him. I, have they decided that they needed to do something further? Um, do they not understand the urgency of with that being shared on Snapchat? Because, see, once it's shared on Snapchat, even though the person that initially shared it, she might recall it if it's already been shared or saved. There's nothing you can do about it. So do, do they uh, not do the do the superintendent or the school board itself not understand the the urgency in this matter? There's
0: there nobody understands anything down here for a sense of emergency. No one, and I mean from the school the administration. To the police department, to the superintendent, to the school board, to the mayor, nobody understands. That. They don't feel any urgency. Um, there's none. Um, the superintendent, when we, my husband and I, we had a meeting with uh, two superintendents, the assistant superintendent and the head superintendent, and the school assistant principal, um, and they all still, you know, they're all females, and they all still sat there and told us that they could not discuss other children's disciplinary actions with us that they did come with the inappropriate, uh, cell phone usage. That was about the extent that they would give us. Um, I asked them to close their eyes and imagine it being their daughter's picture sent. How would they feel? And they all said, you know, we, we understand how you feel. I told them you don't because I'm black, you're white. You don't understand how I feel. Um, and, and, and she, you can't tell me that she wasn't right. Uh, racially, targeted i mean she was the only one no nothing else was sent under anybody else's picture nobody said come and get some of this white girl. come and get some of this asian girls nobody said anything of that sort in any of these other pictures but my daughter's photo had those words and no one in the school no one in the district sees other than i went to facebook because they're upset with me because i went to facebook and made a live about it that i am trying to get everybody upset about or make this out to be a racist um, issue and that I, they would have liked for me to just kind of calm it down. They'd be like, can you just calm it down? The school has received a lot of threats and the, the, the girls' parents are concerned for their safety and, and now they're getting a lot of threats. And so we're just, we just, we need to, uh, we're, this is not who Brian is. We need to just stick together. And yeah, so basically you want me to sweep this under the rug? It's not happening.
1: Well, uh, I, I disagree. That is who Brian is. Uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh, I have a lot of complaints, get a lot of people talking about the bigotry and the racism that goes on in Bryant.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it happens on a regular basis. It boggles my mind that so many black people want to send their kids to that school. But that's another story for another day. But it sounds to me that they do want to sweep it under the rug. Uh, and uh, and if you don't understand how that was a racist incident then you're not trying to understand it and that's the problem here and they don't consider unfortunately in our in our in this country they consider black boys and black girls grown people no matter what age they are so they don't give them the same respect as a child as they would a white child and that's unfortunate i'm hoping at some point you're going to think about litigation against them?
0: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm most definitely moving towards that um, at this point because, I, I, again, I just can't let this roll over. I just can't. If I don't advocate for her, if I don't be her voice, if I don't show her that we don't run from things or, or, or let people just because they think that they can, we, you know, who? what kind of mother would I be? You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm her protector. So that's what my job is. So, yes, sir, we're not we're not we're not just going away, going away quietly like they would prefer.
1: Well, and more importantly, is it would send a message to the superintendent, the school, the principals, all of those people who were involved, because it certainly sounds like to me and I hate to use the C word, but it's certainly based on what you just told me. It certainly sounds like to me that they're trying to cover this up. You know, yeah. as, I, as I told yeah. you at the beginning, I got a call from from Washington, D.C., you know, right. so yeah. clearly a lot of people have seen this and are concerned about it. And for them to tell you that they want you to calm down after because, see, for me, the implications are bigger than just sending it to this young man, as I said earlier, is that because it was shared on Snapchat. It could be anybody, and they're concerned about their daughter's getting threats, but they're not concerned mm-hmm. about the black girl getting threats. Oh my Correct. God! I mean, that is that, yeah. that is pathetic.
0: Yeah, I was livid. I I was livid when when she when she said that. Like, I was like, "Ma'am, are you are you are you kidding me? You want me to go back onto social media and ask people to do what?" And, you know, because it didn't make sense. I was like, so what about her safety? What about, what about her? You know, we, we were in a store and my husband and I, she normally goes maybe a few steps away from us just to kind of look at things on her own. And we were in a store and she went to look at a shirt and it was a guy coming towards her. He was shopping in the store and he was just coming towards the same direction that she was in. And she flipped out, like literally flipped out in the store because she doesn't know where her picture is. She doesn't know. And they don't have any safety. They don't have, there's no, there's no concerns about the safety um, until days later, you know, after things got heated. And like I said, I went to Facebook a few times and I was picked up on a couple of other stations. And then they started having a couple of, you know, more police presence. But I don't think the police presence was there for us. I think the police presence was there because they thought we were going to destroy something. It wasn't about protection for for her, you know. I got counselors going in her class, making her feel uncomfortable and just sitting there watching her like a hawk now. And that's uncomfortable for her, but that's their way of overcompensating now. Um, because you know, they, they, they realize that I'm not going anywhere and they and they want me to be quiet.
1: Well, I, I don't see how sending counselors to her class. That sounds like harassment to me. And, um, make sure you tell your daughter, she needs to start documenting everything that they do or say mm-hmm. uh, that go. seems out of the ordinary. I mean, start doing it immediately because clearly yeah. there's a problem in Bryant. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of black folks send their kids down there, but I hear all kinds of complaints. And I, I mean, what are what, what the alternatives do you have? Are you going to leave her in brian or are you thinking about moving her or uh, what have you all had that discussion you and your husband
0: we haven't we haven't had that discussion we've been in this district since she was three years old we haven't had that discussion um you know some people may disagree and that's okay We're, we're okay with that but the way we're feeling we feel right now is why do we have to leave true why, why do we have to leave? We and you would be to, doing them do a favor, wrong.
1: by the way. But on the right. other hand, based on the story you just told me about your daughter, she's certainly scared. And, you know, and I, I and certainly I'm not trying to tell you what you, you and your husband should do about your daughter, but it might help her in the long run if she continues to have, um, lack of a better term, PTSD about this issue, if you understand what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, um, I understand what you're saying. And there's not many other um, alternatives. You know, there's um, bauxite and Benton um, in our areas. Um, so it's not not where we live. You know, we don't have many other um, alternatives unless mm-hmm. we decided to sell our home and move, you know, to somewhere different or send her to a, a private school. Right. But like, again, we haven't really had that conversation as far as gotten that deep yet to make that decision to say, hey, okay, this is what we're doing. So we're, speak- we're, we're, we're still working and praying about it.
1: Okay, we're talking to Miss Candace Thompson. Her daughter was bullied. Uh, a picture was sent to a strange person in another state with a racist derogatory term. Come get some of this black, you know what, uh, unbeknownst to her by some of her classmates. And it sounds as though the, the, the police department and the school board and the school itself in Bryant, Arkansas, doesn't seem to care. And if you're listening to this show, let's—we have to start putting a, a a fence around all of our children, whether we know them or not, because we know they're targets. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening to this show, my friends, my listeners, I want you to call the Bryant School Board. And later on in the show, uh, I'm going to give you uh, the the phone number to the school. Uh, and the police department Because it's important that you all let them know That this will not be tolerated Because this Because look the obvious question And I know people are waiting for me to ask the question
9: mm-hmm,
1: What would it how, how do you think this would have played out Had your daughter Been the culprit And a little white girl Would have been the victim uh, as, as I've
0: said so many times before Our daughter would have been ex- failed. Um, her dad and I would have probably been all over the news by now. Um, this story would have probably been going on for three, four days, aired three, four, five, six times a day. And it would have been just total, total big deal about it uh, versus what they've done for our daughter. But it would have been total opposite. I mean, when I tell you she, she went been expelled, there would have been no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Schools probably would have been locked down until they did a review on everybody's phones, or, or and checked this out, and had uh, special people to come in and look into see where this number, you know, uh, originated from, or where does it go to, and whom that, or whatever. So I definitely know that it would have been different uh, if it had been the opposite.
1: Yeah, it just disturbs me in a day and time with so much sex trafficking and things of that nature. Uh, I, I'm a little confused why the police doesn't take this serious because this this certainly could have been one of those incidents and, and certainly you, you you just can't take things for granted when it comes to these types of things anymore. And the other odd thing about this is why, why are they letting a 13-year-old text some guy in Louisiana? I, I mean, I, I hope this well, is I a mean, lesson well, for think- parents
0: let's take it even deeper i mean like we're we, we are in class this is class we're in cheer class you know we're supposed to be cheer season is over but they are still supposed to be working out and and exercising and doing things to just you know get them prepared for the next trial for ninth grade why are we even why are our phones even out why are we having that why, why do they have so much free time to sit And be able to do this. That was the question question that I asked that I still don't have the answer to. um, And it's been two weeks. Why? Hmm. Why?
1: Interesting. So they haven't decided. They basically have decided that the case is closed and just too bad. Is that what I'm understanding here?
0: Yes. On January 27th, my husband and I, once we spoke with the uh, assistant principal about 340, um on that evening afternoon she told us That the case she said it's closed our investigation is closed it's closed
1: and no apology, um, and apology- from from the school officials no apology from parents or, or or the girls who did this
0: uh no formal if you would say apologies i mean in these meetings that i've had with everyone you know it's well you know i'm sorry that it happened and we do we we care for all students and we're sorry that this happened to your daughter you know they say words like that but nothing that you know, even remotely close to what it should be. You know, it's nothing remotely close. The school put out a statement um, during this. I don't know if, you, if you've if had time to find the statement that the school put out concerning this whole um Did they post situation. it to their but Facebook this, page? They posted it to their Bryan Public School Facebook page. They did.
1: Okay, I'll try to go out and look at it. Or if you don't mind, tag and, me on it.
0: I will, I will. If they still have it up, they, I know they had turned off the comments because people were, were commenting mm-hmm. um, so very much. They were commenting up, about it. So I'll definitely tag you in it to see if they if they um, still have it up there. But I do want to take this moment, if you'll allow me. Sure, go ahead. Um, to read this part that they did write, And they, I, I printed it off and it says, uh, our, how, our hearts go out to the child who was negatively impacted as a result of the incident, we are very sorry for the pain this has caused her and her family. No student should ever be made to feel singled out, unsafe, or hurt. We will focus on ensuring that everything possible can be done to Bryant Public Schools. So I, 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 that's part of the statement there. They said that to feel singled out, unsafe, or hurt, but they said that there was no safety concern. But in your own statement, you said here that you, you are acknowledging um, that she felt unsafe or she felt hurt. I mean, I don't. It was very contradicting. This was the longest statement that I've ever seen a school give out. Um, I mean, it was, it, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: It's what we call in the industry word salad. You, uh-huh. you, you're saying a lot, but you're not saying a damn thing. -hmm. There you go. (laughs) You know, that's exactly what that is. Um, And certainly, um, I I hate this happened to your daughter. Uh, Please, uh, and I know I appreciate you taking some time out to uh, get on the show and talk about this. If you need to talk about it more, I'd love to get you on anytime. Uh, You have my, the the number that I called you on is my direct cell phone number. You have that number. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep us posted anything that we can do to 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 facilitate change because these young geor- young girls this this is to me that's juvenile behavior and i know for a fact that had it been had the shoe been on the other foot i know what have had what would have happened to your daughter and 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 regardless of whether the the child is black or white for anyone to do this to a young 13 year old girl you have to understand how egregious and how dangerous this was, and just giving you three days of suspension—that's not good enough. These young women need to be brought to task on and and make sure that they understand what they did and how they have potentially damaged your daughter psychologically and put, more mm-hmm. importantly, put her life in danger. Correct. Correct.
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. Um we either went to the prosecutor's office and we got nowhere with that either.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping that um you know, I'm hoping that there will be some litigation on your end. I I'm hoping it will be because it needs to be. Well,
0: I would definitely keep you updated, uh for sure and the listeners. Uh I, I this is not over with and um I'm looking forward to having a part two for this. This story to fill
1: everybody in. Well, we certainly would love to have you, Ms. Thompson. Again, thank you for joining Black Focus Radio, uh, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Wow, what a story. When we come back after the top of the hour, we're going to give you the phone numbers of the Bryant Police Department, the Bryant School Board, and the Bryant Junior High School where this took place. And I want you all to call. Call and find out And and the question I, I'm going to ask Why hasn't I haven't seen it on the local media I haven't seen any of it On the local media as well So we'll get into all of that In just a moment But we've got to We've got to go ahead And take the, the top of the hour break We'll do that right now Wow When we come back as well I'm also going to tell you the story Of how someone in another state Attempted to bullet my bully my daughter And I'm going to tell you what I did for them. Okay? We're taking a break. It's the top of the hour. It's called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Unjoinedradio.com
2: Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. Check out our catalog and order online at thecomencollection.net. The Comen the Collection is a bath and body care shop geared for healthy skin. We pride ourselves on using quality ingredients. From body butters to bath products, feel confident knowing we use the finest ingredients, forever natural, organic, and cruelty-free. Guys, let us put together a gift box for that special person in your life. The Coleman Collection has something for everyone, including our ever-popular beard balm and beard oil designed specifically for the man in your life. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from the Coleman Collection. thecolemancollection.net. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams And I'm so excited about my new EP That has just dropped on all major digital platforms This music is going to touch your soul Because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations So go and be blessed Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams On your favorite digital platform
1: David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B dot com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, "Bacon it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic Products, that's RibRub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'da thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com.
0: The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
1: Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation, get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Okay, welcome back to the second hour of Black Focus Radio Our issues, our solutions, our voices 855-525-5683 is the number That's how you get in touch with us If you want to join the show Uh, We certainly would love to have you Of course, um, hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook And also, um, don't forget the podcast Go out and search for Black Focus Radio You can also download the link and spread it and if you don't have time to listen to the show at the time that we air, you can certainly download it and listen to it later on. Man, was that a story? Candace Thompson and this thing with her daughter? Wow. There are all kinds, as we talked about, in this day and time where, and by the way, thank you, Ms. Thompson, for being bold enough to stand up at, for your daughter, because I think you're exactly right. Sure, you're making us look bad. Oh, the parents are scared for their lives and their daughter's lives. So they were so they they're so concerned about the 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 other parents. They're not concerned about the victim. <laughs> this is just. And if you all, when you listen to that interview, and certainly when you download the uh, the uh, the podcast, it's clear that you could hear the incredulousness in my voice in the whole interview because I'm a dad. I got a daughter, you know, <laughs> and I love me some. I love me some. My daughter, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've told you the story about what happened to my daughter. When she was protesting. And this just happened a few years ago. A couple of years ago. My daughter is grown. Okay. My daughter lives by herself. In another city. Doing very well. And I'm very proud of her. And just like her dad. She's a social activist. Okay. So during the height of the George Floyd. uh, Marches. In the city where she lived. She was interviewed by U.S. News and World Reports. Now, remember, my daughter's grown. Now, I've been reading U.S. News and World Reports for years. Great magazine. That's more or less a—it's more or less a, uh, or less a uh, online periodical now. But that interview went all over the world. My daughter was featured with her name in that interview. So my daughter called me one day after the interview a couple of days later and said, Dad, I need to tell you something. She said, I have this guy harassing me. I said, oh really? He saw my interview and he didn't like that I was standing up for civil rights and Black Lives Matter and he's been harassing me via my Facebook page. I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Do you know his name?" She said, "Yeah, he's been he's been sending me stuff on the face on my Facebook page." So she sent me his name. I looked up his information, and by this by and this dummy for whatever reason still had his phone number on the page, and his address. I called him. I didn't wait a couple of days. I called him as soon as I hung up for my daughter. I called him. And I said, and he answered. I said, are you so-and-so, so-and-so? Yeah, white boy. He lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It wasn't easy. It wasn't too hard to track him down. Then, of course, I do computers, so. I was going to find him. (laughs) He picks up. I said, hey, man. Let me tell you something. Do you know so-and-so, so-and-so? No. Yeah, you know her. You've been calling her. You've been harassing her. I said, by the way, that's my daughter. And I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you one time, and I'm going to tell you one time only. If she calls me again, and tells me that you're harassing her, I'm going to pay a visit to you in Pittsburgh. How'd you get this number? Don't worry about how I get this number. I said, I got your number, I got where you work, and I got your address. And I said, if she calls me one more time, and tells me that you're still harassing her, I'm coming to Pittsburgh. She didn't hear nothing else from him. And I told him, I said, look, see, what you don't realize is that my daughter got people. She got a daddy. I don't know who you who who you think she may be, but she's got a daddy and she got people. And we going to come to Pittsburgh to visit you. He didn't say anything. He just listened. I said, do you get me? He still didn't say anything. You don't have to answer. I said, let me be clear. I'm going to say it one more time. That if my daughter calls me and tells me that she got one message from you, I'm coming to Pittsburgh and I'm going to deal with you. She didn't get another message. She didn't get another message. Because... I'm going to tell you like this. Most dads, they don't play when they come with their daughters. They don't play when look, I don't play when it comes to my son. Look, let me just say this. I don't play when it comes to either one of my kids. I will hurt you. And I'm not trying to be mean or brag, braggadocious or tough. Those are my babies. We've been through hell together. We family. And if you do something to either one of them, and I will tell you that they are grown. One of them is 35, the other one is 30. You say, well, Dave, they can fight their own battles. They sure can, but you know what? Dad's going to join in and help them. So I understand why the Thompsons are upset and the, to be cast off as this was just a silly little prank by what for what girls would do? Are y'all crazy? Y'all are crazy. <laughs> I certainly hope that there are some legal ramifications to this. I certainly hope that the Thompsons sue the pants off of them because they deserve it. They deserve it. It's just unbelievable. I I just can't. (laughs) The more, and the funny thing about it, to show you how horrified a lot of people are, I had a friend call me from Washington, D.C. about this story. Before I could, before I could even get her on the air. I had, and then it was funny, my friend called me and said, Hey, have you heard about this story? Uh no. And then it was like 15 minutes later, JC called me and said, Hey man, I want you to listen to the story and listen to this lady about what's going on in Bryant, about her daughter. In a day and time where sexual predators and and you heard the story, and I, and you know when I when, when Ms. Thompson was telling me about the story in the grocery store where her daughter freaks out when this man is just walking towards her, man, I, I mean that that put a pang in my heart. Poor baby, she's got to be afraid from looking around every corner because this story, this her picture was shared on Snapchat and sent to a stranger in Louisiana. And the school board doesn't seem to think it's a big deal. The school officials don't think it's a big deal. The the students only got three days suspension. One white girl, one Asian girl, and two Hispanic girls. Why would they do that? It amazes me that kids from other ethnic group quickly take on white supremacy mentalities and don't realize that white people don't like y'all either. They just use you for an end. Whew. Lord have mercy. I don't know what to think about this, man. I I just don't. It's uh it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me. I hope they sue the pants off of... And then then they're going to try to tell her, tell her, oh, well, you're making us look bad. They're, they're, uh, the, the, the kids and the parents of the, the other students are scared. Huh? So y'all weren't concerned about the fact that the little black girl was scared, that she's having panic attacks in the grocery store because of this, but y'all scared... Uh, because of the the other kids, y'all scared for them? Telling her you're making us look bad and we we wish you'd take it down off your Facebook page. No, y'all need to be exposed. And this is not the first time. This is not the first time that we've seen that there was a problem at Bryant.
9: A lot of people have been complaining about Bryant. A whole lot
3: of people. You
1: on the air? A lot of people have been complaining about Bryant. What's the deal? And it brings the question, to be totally honest, it it does beg the question... Why y'all keep sending y'all kids and I ask her the question? And her, her child has been in that school district since three years old. They live there. They bought a, she and her husband have a home there. Why would they have to pull up stakes and move somewhere else? And I admire that the Thompsons and saying, we're that that's what they'd like for us to do is to leave and go away. So their problem will go away. In other words, they're standing their ground, and I don't blame them. But why are we continually ignoring what's going on in Bryant? Can y'all tell me that? I hear story after story about race issues as it relates to Bryant and everybody trying to send their black kids down there. You know, at the end of the show, we're going to tell you what you must do to solve their problems if y'all want to listen. Okay? We're going to tell you all that here in a little bit. Told you from this point on, every show, we're going to talk about the. We can change their well, you may not be able to change their attitudes, but you can change how they treat you by doing one thing. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. 855 525 5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. It's called Black Focus Radio our issues, our solutions, our voices. We'll take a break, back in a moment. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B dot com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah. Only one place to get Coleman's dynamic products, that's RibRub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'da thunk it? Peanuts, sautéed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com.
2: Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 go ins She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS.
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748.
9: Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
5: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show It's a praise project We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists And gospel artists from all over the world Never ever heard of And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions To why and how they came up with their music Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show It's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com
1: Dynamic Dave for joinetradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, JoinEt Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinEtRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855 525 5683 or go to JoinEtRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinEtRadio.com at 855 525 5683. I'll talk to you soon all right welcome back to the show black focus radio our issues our solutions our voices 855-525-5683 is the number that's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show we certainly would love to have you uh wow we'll keep you posted and certainly uh If any other developments come out of this Bryant thing, we certainly will get you uh, online and get Ms. Thompson online to talk about what's going on. I I just hope she sues the pass-off the school district. I'm still thinking about how they're trying to get her to quiet down because she's embarrassing the school. So you're more concerned about your school being embarrassed than a little black girl who... Isn't fear for her life. That's pretty clear. And you, you heard what I asked her about. Had the shoe been on the other foot. And we know what would have happened. Had that. Had the black girl. Sent out. That same thing. Of the Asian girl. Or the white girl. Come get some of this white pee. Come get some of this Asian pee some 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 get some some come get some of this uh um hispanic pussy had she did that then all of those kids would have gotten an apology they would have made the little black girl apologize and the and the girl would have been suspended expelled I, i'm just <laughs> I I just don't understand how they could take this so nonchalantly. I I just, it just boggles my mind. It just boggles my mind. All right, so this segment I want to talk a little bit, and we've been trying to talk about this story for a couple of days here, but there have been so many other things that have been going on. I want to talk a little bit about um, facts. Facts are important to me. And then the last segment, I'm going to tell you again what we must do to change what's going on in this country. We won't have to fire a shot. So, I tell people all the time that anyone is welcome on this show. It doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. All I ask you to do is make sure that you are factual. Don't come on this show with conspiracy theories or stuff that is unfounded. I'll give you one that's floating around right now on the internet about what happened with the five officers at Tyree Nichols. Where it is at Tyree Nichols, this is what's been floating around. It hadn't been corroborated. No official at all, whether it was a newspaper, no uh, uh, media outlet, no um, no police department, no statement, no attorney from either side has ever mentioned this and what's so bad about it, it was even talked about, if I remember correctly, on Tom Joyner. It said that Tyree Nichols was sleeping with one of the police officer's uh, girl, uh, ex-girlfriends and he beat him like that to send a message, and then he turned around and sent a picture of Tariq Nichols to the girlfriend. Now, I talked about this a while back. And I said then, and I'm gonna say it now. I don't recall even seeing them stop and taking a picture of Tariq Nichols. After they got through beating the hell out of him, they propped him up against uh the um the side of a squad car and waited for the police, I mean, for an ambulance to get there. Now, unless they took the picture after he had gotten in the ambulance, I don't know. We didn't see any of that. But the bottom line is, and then, by the way, the picture was supposedly sent to the ex-girlfriend. I've mean, had someone who wanted to come on the show and talk about it. I said, nope. I've seen people on Facebook posting about it. Friends, I say, have, you, have this been corroborated? That's all I say. No but. No, I don't care about buts. See, that's how you get into trouble when you start posting stuff that is not true. Or hasn't been proven to be true. I say all that to say. That I try to deal with facts. Part of the reason that Republicans. Don't come on my show. Is because I'm not going to sit up there. And let. I'm not going to let them come on my show. And espouse BS. Lies. Untruths. Half-truths. To push their, per, their political agenda. That's why they won't come on the show. And I don't care. Because. If you don't have enough courage, you don't have enough courage to stand behind your convictions with facts, then you can't be on my show, bro. You're not going to be on my show. Not only do I challenge Democrats, I challenge Republicans. Remember those times when the FOP was talking about they were going to come on the show with Robert and I? Never showed up because they knew that we were not going to deal with their lies. They knew it. You're not coming on my show talking that noise. I want people, when they leave my show, when they listen to my show, that they will know that, hey, what David is telling them, what Black Focus is putting out is factual. We can take that to the bank. And I've said over and over again, if I and, and I do this on my, if I post something that someone says, oh, that's wrong, Give an example. Someone posted the other day, and I forgot the the uh, hockey player's name. He said they were the first black hockey player. I knew right away that was not true. Willie O'Ree was the first black hockey player. So I simply posted it. I said this is not true, and then I posted the fact the factual article to back it up. Facts are important. We live in a world now where facts are not really facts. Truth is not really truth. It depends on who's telling the story. We've lived through that the last six, seven years with Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and we've lived with it for 10, 15 years with Fox News. But now good old Fox has been exposed. They've been exposed. If you all weren't paying attention, and by the way, I want, I want those of you who listen to Fox News, who tune, tune in to Fox News, and take what they say as the Bible, I want you to listen to this. And you can go out to any news outlet and see how Fox News has been lying to people. A trove of nearly re- newly released text messages and emails have laid bare how... Fox News, the right-wing media giant, operated with little regard for fact in the weeks and months following the 2020 presidential election. The correspondence reveals, and by the way, this is from CNN, the correspondence reveals that the, new, the network's senior most executives and high, highest-profile host chose not to disclose what they believed to be the truth of the election out of fear that the facts would alienate Fox News audiences and throw the highly profitable business into ruin. So let me just stop there for a moment. It was all about money to them. And they were, and I like that last segment, that last sentence. Out of fear that the facts, the facts, the truth, would alienate Fox News audience and throw the highly profitable business into ruin. So in other words, that says that Fox News has been living on a lie for decades. This is how they've made their empire. The messages were contained in a stunning legal filing made public on Thursday. And as part of that $1.6 billion lawsuit by Dominion, the voting system's, that Fox continually lied about. Y'all remember that? Okay. It shows network executives and talk show hosts privately trashing lies pushed by former Donald Trump's camp and his supporters, asserting the 2020 election was rigged. What do y'all hear about? Here's some of the stuff that they said. Okay. Now, the thing about it, even though they said it privately about the reality of the situation, The network continued to allow the lies to take hold on its air, in part because executives and hosts were terrified that telling its sizable audience the truth would prompt them to tune out. Now you know why I don't watch Fox News. I got a very dear friend, who's black, who loves him some Fox News. Remember all those surveys that came out a few years ago where it said that people who watch Fox News were not as smart as people who watched other news outlets? Because all they do is lie to you. This, this, this right here is the smoking gun. We already knew. Those of us who are in the media who follows this kind of stuff, we, look, I used to watch Fox News years ago. I used to get up every Sunday morning and I would watch every news channel. Okay? I would watch um, uh, what? Face the Nation. Uh, what is all of those news shows that come on in the morning? I watch every one of on them. Fox News now. I forgot what all they were. I don't watch them anymore. But I would watch Fox but it got to the point where I couldn't watch Face the Nation was another one. I think I said Face the Nation. Uh The one with George Stephanopoulos. I'm trying to sit here and think of all the morning shows. I watched them all. Because I wasn't hearing what the Democrats were saying either. I don't want to hear what, all, what, what just the liberals, I want to hear what everybody was saying. Bloomberg report, I would watch uh, um, PBS NewsHour, would watch that every evening at six o'clock. Love me some Green Eiffel back in the day. But it got so bad with Fox, that you could sit there, and if you were aware, you knew they were lying, you knew they didn't make any sense, I couldn't watch it anymore. That was years ago. I stopped watching it years ago. But here we are now. The proof is in the pudding, okay? The proof is in the pudding. Let me go back. Let's see. Despite privately acknowledging the reality of the situation, the network allowed the lies to take hold on its air, in large part because executives and hosts were terrified that telling its sizable audience the truth would prompt them to tune out. So if they lied about the election, don't you think they lied about COVID? And don't you think Don't you think that Fox News is directly or indirectly responsible for the deaths of a lot of people who listen to Fox News? Don't you think? See, this is more than just the election lies. All the other lies they've espoused, especially about COVID. Don't you think Oh, wow, I just, wow, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so they were saying that Trump was enraged that Fox News was the first network, remember Fox News was the first network that called Arizona and gave the presidents, presidency to Biden. They were upset about that, boy. In the days and week after the presidential contest, they, um contest had been called, Fox News audience listened to Trump and rebelled against the channel. Fox News shared a chunk of its audience while Newsmax, Newsmax, which is the other station that's being sued, by the way, was still lying. Okay. (laughs) Woo! Now, here's what was going on behind the scenes. Fox News executives and hosts were in a panic. Jay Wallace, the Fox News president, uh, described Newsmax's surge as troubling and said the network needed to be on war footing. Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of Fox Corporation, emailed Susan Scott, the Fox News chief executive, telling her that Newsmax needed to be watched. Murdoch said that he didn't want to antagonize Trump further and stressed to her, everything is at stake here. Hello? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be laughing, but they've been busted out, man. Here's another one. Let's see. Who is this? Uh, Let's see. Our viewers are good people, and they believe the election fraud took place. All right? That was Mike Lindell. When Lindell appeared on Newsmax and criticized Fox News, Executives at Fox News exchanged worried emails about alienating him. <laughs> According to legal filings, I'm laughing, man. The filings added that Scott then sent him a handwritten note along with a gift. In a statement Thursday night, Fox News argued that the court filings contained cherry-picked quotes lacking context. No, doubt, They didn't. They didn't, okay? So why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because if you listen to Fox News, they have no credibility. In fact, they should stop calling it Fox News. And they should simply just call it Fox Entertainment. Because that's what it is. It's entertainment. Because you, consider, you can literally watch that station and those news shows and see. You can just pick out lie after lie after lie. And what's bad about it, they've been doubling down this whole week. They've been trying to defend it. We know they lied to their constituents. We know they lied to their viewers. It's out now, and we know that they knew that they were lying. When you go back and look at some of the text, Sean Hannity and all those folks, they knew that uh, the dragon lady, as they call her, was lying. They knew. They didn't care, man. They didn't care. I'm looking at the Atlantic right now. Sometimes, though, you have proof that someone knew one thing and said another. With Fox News, examples of the network's commitment to knowingly misleading its viewers is abound. There was the irresponsible hyping of anti-vaccine propaganda, even as it imposed a vaccine mandate on its employees. Y'all get this, right? They were telling their viewers that the vaccine was a lie. It didn't work. Don't take it. Yet they would, They mandated that everybody that worked for Fox News take the vaccine. Now, the, That's what I just said earlier, is that they're responsible for the deaths of Americans. And I don't understand why any American, whether you right wing, left wing, middle wing, or up the wing, I don't understand why you would even bother to watch this station anymore. We've seen we've had two major events now. The pandemic and the election where Fox News has lied to the listeners. We know that now. We knew it. Well, most of us knew it then, but now we got the smoking gun. We've got the text messages. We've got the emails. We've got all of that stuff. We've got the depositions because you couldn't lie on the oath. Could you, Rupert? Why are y'all still watching these people? Why? Look, at the end of the day, regardless of what you believe in, if the person that is delivering the message to you is lying to you, why would you trust them? And that that one thing is what continues to boggle my mind when it comes to white Republicans. Because the Republican Party does nothing but lie to you. Play culture wars to get you to support them when they do nothing for you. Everything that look, everything, remember the 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 meeting that Mitch McConnell and President Biden had and and the, and the governor of uh of Kentucky and, and Ohio Had on the bridge That bridge That they were That they were finally gonna fix After decades of ill repair That was done because of the Democrats But you see those Republicans Sure wanna, wanna take credit Man y'all I'm telling you folks You have a thing called the interweb if, you see, if it sounds too good to be true It usually is And as I tell my kids When they were growing up Google is a wonderful tool You might want to try it We'll take a break When we come back we'll wrap up the show And as I said every day I'm going to tell you what we must do Back in a moment Dynamic Dave for joinetradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinetRadio.com at, at 855-525-5683. I'll
2: talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 go ins She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877 go Glove ins
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748.
9: Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
5: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Dynamic Dave for
1: joinetradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Gathering, join at Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me Dynamic Dave at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me Dynamic Dave at joinetradio.com at, at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Alright, welcome back to the show Last segment Again, I want to thank uh, Ms. Candace Thompson uh, For sharing the story about what's going on with her daughter with us Hope we'll uh, get a resolution to that But I'm telling you, racism doesn't go away It can be buried for a certain period of time But racism is in the hearts of an individual and the only way you can get rid of it if that is that individual change changes their heart and their mind. And we've seen now unequivocally that white people are not interested in changing racism. They're not interested in getting rid of racism. One of the things that I've said over and over again, that's why I don't march anymore. I'm, I'm done asking white people to stop being racist. I'm, I'm done with that. You should be too. All right. You should start thinking about your community, yourself. It's long past due that we do that. But there is a means by which we can get white people to at least come to the table and respect us if we're willing to do that. This segment is called What We Must Do. And it's the same segment that's going to be on every show from this point on. It's going to be the same thing. It's called economic power. And we have economic power to change our entire dynamics if we're willing to do so. The question is are we willing to do so? We spend $1.2 trillion annually. That's more than the gross national product of Canada. It's more than the, the, uh, the, the gross national product of the ninth largest nation in the world. Yet, less than 1% of that money goes back into our communities. And we ask ourselves, why do they treat us so badly? Why do you think that they don't mess with the Asian community? Because of money. But even with that being said, we have the power right now to shut down all of this. And I'm going to say it again and I'm going to continue to talk about it because what the current leaders are doing is nothing. Oh, yeah, they are doing something. They're marching. They're preaching. They're getting donations. But how is that affecting the overall, the overall support and the changes that we need in the black community? It isn't. It's getting worse. Police brutality has gotten worse. They're still killing black people. They're still still shooting unarmed black men. They're still beating and killing black men. All of that marching has went to naught because we haven't decided that we want to use the most powerful weapon that we have, and that's our economic dollars. And more importantly, it's our black boys. Because our black boys earn billions of dollars every year for one entity, and that's the NCAA. They earn so much money now that they're going to a playoff system, a larger playoff system, so they can earn more money. 70% of the the college athletes that play the major sports in basketball and football are black. Yet they don't want to take care of them. Now they're even trying to decide, oh, we're going to do something about your NIL NIL money now. Money that they're not even getting, that the kids are finally getting, now they want to try to control that. To that, I say say balderdash. And if I wasn't on this station, I'd say something else. So how do you solve that problem? I dare any black student, any black athlete, any black athlete, to say, I'm not going to play this year because if I can't vote in your state, I can't play in your state. I dare any black parent to say that. What would happen if we had a rush? Maybe that's why I'm so angry at Deion Sanders because I had hoped that Deion Sanders was not there for the money but was there for a mission, a purpose. He claimed that he was there for a mission, that God sent him, but we know now that that was a lie. The mission I'm talking about is bring black children back to HBCUs. What if black kids said, I'm not playing for a house state? because of the laws you have. I'm not playing for Alabama because you don't wanna teach CRT in black history. I'm not playing for Florida or Mississippi or Arkansas because you don't really believe in me as a black person. What would happen? We already know. You say, oh David, that's just a panacea. That'll never happen, but we see, we already know what would happen because we saw it with the University of Missouri. They, the the kids say, there was a kid that was dying on a hunger strike and the University of Missouri brass didn't give a damn. Let him die. But when the football team said, hey, wait a minute. If they want to treat him like that, what if that were me? Hey, wait a minute. That's the power. That's the power. You shut down the money that these universities are making because not only will you shut down these universities, every Saturday during football season, these towns blossom. They make millions of dollars that goes into the state coffers. Tax dollars. They wouldn't be making that money. March Madness is about to start in two weeks. Think about the money that, that each of these venues have, these different play sites, and the money, the hotel, motel, the liquor, the partying, the food, the jersey sales, all of that stuff. Cities bid, they, they clamor to get these sites so that they could get that tourist, those tourist dollars. <laughs> what would happen if black folks said, If I can't vote in your state My kid ain't playing in your state That's what we must do I say all the time Dare to be different Because you are destined to be great It's time to realize our destiny And our greatness Y'all have a great day Thanks again Ms. Thompson Black Focus Radio Our issues, our solutions Our Voices on joinetradio.com You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.